Hello, my name's Dave. And I'm Alison. And we'd like to welcome you to the second episode of our podcast, which, as you know, is called Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know the correct word to use in a particular situation. If you get stuck thinking of the right preposition. If you are puzzled by definite and indefinite articles. Then proper English is just the thing for you. What are we going to do today, Dave? Well, today we're going to talk about an aspect of English that can be problematic at times. Prepositions. Mm -hmm. Now, prepositions are pesky little blighters that really do confound English language learners. They link a noun, a pronoun or a noun phrase to another part of a sentence. They show the relationship between the noun or pronoun and the other words in that sentence. Mm, yeah, and rather frustratingly, there is no definite rule for prepositions. Um, but we're going to try and give you some top tips for deciding between on and in. So let's start with in. Uh, we use it to describe something that is inside a given space. So, for example, Melhouse, our cat, likes to sit in the window. Which is not exactly accurate, because in our house we don't have any window cells. <laughs> OK, but it is grammatically accurate. OK, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then another space that's quite particular is smaller vehicles, like cars, taxis, trucks or vans. Ah, so the family was sitting in the car. Exactly, yeah. Right. And then a virtual space, like a season, month or years. Um, okay. And also neighbourhoods, cities and countries. Like, for instance, we're going to Rome in September. Uh-huh. Or Rafael is working in Japan. He is. Good. <laughs> OK. So I think those are relatively straightforward. Um, we'll compare them to some on examples shortly. But in the meantime, we can also use in to indicate shape. Like uh, the... Toadstools grow in a fairy circle. <laughs> nice, yeah. And colour? This painting is mostly in blue, which might mean that it's a Picasso painting from his blue period. Mm -hmm. And to indicate size? These trousers come in six sizes, none of which fit me. Ah, oh, OK then. Um, OK, moving on. Also used to indicate a belief in something. And I'm very pleased with this example. Um, in the ABBA song, I Have a Dream, they sing... I believe in angels. Very nice, Dave. Thank you. And also to show interest. So in this case, we're not interested in buying another car. Because we've already got one. Exactly. And we used in quite a lot when we're talking about feelings. Like we talk about being in love. Mm-hmm. Being in a bad or a good mood. Mm -hmm. And sometimes uh, when we're getting in trouble. <laughs> yes. Okay, so how about on? Right, so to think about it in visual terms. Uh, describing something that is resting on a surface. Yeah, and I think that's quite easily understood. The cat sat on the mat. Of course. Uh, probably Millhouse. And where we used in... For months and all that sort of stuff, uh, we use on for days of the week and for specific dates. Like, uh, I'll call you on Monday. My friend's birthday uh, is on the 11th of May, mm -hmm. for instance. And whereas we used in for the city, uh, like Rome, yeah, uh, we use on for the street name. Uh, this will never happen. But one day, I'll see my name in lights on 
Broadway. Never going to happen. <laughs> you never know. Although we used in for smaller vehicles earlier, we use on for larger vehicles. So basically, the rule is, if you can stand in the vehicle, stand up in the vehicle, then you can describe yourself as being on it. So I am on the train. Ah, it's worth mentioning, though, that doesn't work for bicycles on a bicycle. You ride on a bicycle or tricycles or unicycles or indeed scooters. <laughs> we talk about something being on television, like the programme Killing Eve is on television at the moment. Uh, and we talk about somebody being on the telephone. And if they're unlucky, they might be on hold on the telephone. Then there's on the mind, on medication, on drugs, or on a roll. Yep, yep. And another one that confuses people is on time and in time. Ah, yeah, yeah. So if you turn up uh, at the right time for an appointment, you say that you're on time. Right, yeah. So the meeting started at three o'clock. And I was on time. Yeah, and the reason that you were on time is that you were in time for the train to get you there. Neat. So, in time means something's happened at the last moment, or like just before it was too late, or maybe something bad would happen. So, we, you know, we only just arrived in time for the flight. Um, and we can use just in time, in the nick of time. We're quite obsessed with being on time for things in the UK, and we often fail. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so in time, um, just at the last moment. There are many, many uses of the word on. OxfordLearnersDictionaries.com gives 18 uses, but today we've focused on the occasions when students usually get in a muddle about whether to use in or on. Don't panic. We can understand you if you get it wrong. And don't try and translate it from your first language. Listen to and read English and make a point of noticing the prepositions. Yeah, that's right. It's the only that's way right. to learn. Yeah, yeah. And now we're going to introduce the first item in an ongoing series. Idiom of the week. Idiom of the week? <laughs> and our listeners probably already know that an idiom is a phrase or an expression that is sometimes hard to translate into your own language. Now we know that idiom is sometimes difficult to comprehend and so we thought it'd be a good idea to talk about them and give an example of a common one and to try and explain where it comes from and how to use it. And this week we're going to talk about keep your eyes peeled. It means be vigilant, be aware of what's happening around you, watch carefully for something with your eyes wide open. But where does it come from, Dave? Well, I'm glad you asked, Alison. <laughs> as far as I can tell, it comes from the idea of peeling something or skinning something. Keep your eyes skinned is another version. Peeling is usually reserved for fruit or veg, whereas skinning is to do with animals. Ew. Well, whichever verb you use, it's concerned with having your eyes open without the skin over them. Eyelids, see? In other words... Keep your eyes open. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Examples then. Keep your eyes peeled for the fireflies, because they always come out at this time of year. Yeah. Or keep your eyes peeled for the next exit on the motorway. That works. Or keep your eyes peeled for the next episode of Proper English, <laughs> when we'll be talking about more prepositions. Yay, which is a very smooth link to the end of our second podcast, Dave. Thank you. 
Well, we hope you've enjoyed our meanderings and musings about the language we call English. Now, don't forget to leave us some feedback on SoundCloud, or you can email us at doolittle at sapo.pt with suggestions for future podcasts. Or if you have any questions or queries about what we've talked about, we'd love to hear from you, even if you just want to say hello. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper Proper English. English.